the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me. Friday, Friday. It was a well-earned Friday, I'll tell you that. Last night, we had to close the show with that absolute embarrassment facade of a man. The picture of the perfect Democrat. 50 years of absolute unmitigated failure and corruption. All wrapped in a one big excuse. That's Joe Biden, the Democrats in total, the administration, as you see it. And uh, so, you know, I like to have a cigar when I leave. I put the sunroof back. You know, here I, I can't drop the top on this one. Put the sunroof back, light a cigar, try to take a deep breath, get home, and then they had the debates on, the Republican debates. And as far as I'm concerned, there's only two I would even consider. One that I absolutely appreciate. It's Raybine time, as far as I'm concerned. I thought he did great last night. But to look at the whore of Ken Griffin, the fraud of a troll of a guy, Roar Mayor Irving, that was very difficult to compound on top of the lies of the other Democrat, Joe Biden. So it was a little stressful. Then I get up this morning, got to check the news. Lo and behold, the two idiots are talking at the same time. Which two idiots, you may ask? One fat, one skinny. The Laurel Hardy of Democrat oligarchy. Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. So Hillary Clinton is a little less relevant, a little more unhealthy, if you can believe that. Hillary Clinton looks worse than Joe Biden does old. Shocking. But to hear Joe Biden try to fluff up the numbers that are a lie, that we all know as we drive through the streets and the cities. Sun Mist Cafe in Elmhurst. You ever hear of that, kid? Had to be around for 20 years. Fantastic little diner. Out of business. You know, I've been gone for a while. I haven't seen it. As I'm driving down Lake Street, heading towards Vic at Craggy's to go fill up on gas. Another business out of business. Another business for sale. You realize the kind of chaos, the real economic turmoil in this country. And then I have to listen to this buffoon whose policies are responsible. Now, I'd like to say it's just the Democrats, but no. It's the complacent political who are Republicans, like Irving as well. So in the grand scheme of things, when you look at this, you realize it's because we've sent these people to be so-called representatives, leadership, in charge. None of them ever really accomplish anything. See, this is, in there lies the fallacy. I mean, at best, they're two-bit lawyers. And after listening to this idiot yesterday, do you have to be smart to be a lawyer? Listen, in, in Aurora, we've reduced crime. Substantially. Matter of fact, Aurora was one of the most violent cities per capita. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. I'm not going to do that to you just yet. We'll save that moron for the second hour. Um, but the, the broader point is, we're lucky it's just this bad. Here's the real skinny. You had a respite. You had a respite. You might not have liked them. You had a complicated hairdo with the spray tan. But for four years, at least this country experienced something that's very unusual for it. You had somebody in a very important position, 
that did not live their lives lying for a living like the other politicians. So that's what it looks like when somebody knows how to run things, when somebody knows how to win. See, what politicians know how to do is lose with style, lose with a smile, because they're not affected by the loss. You are. They are not the people that worked at SunMist or the people who depended on those who worked at SunMist or the vendors that sold the products. They have nothing to do with anything. Their money is for nothing and their pension is free. So these are the people that will continue to destroy things if the people in these states, in these towns, in these counties continue to hire professional liars and lawyers who've never really achieved anything in life. So when I hear the economic numbers, you knew what the number was going to be yesterday. See, yesterday was payroll, and it was one-third of the number they anticipated, one-third. See, that's bad, but that's an indication of private economy not the not the one that is funded by everybody's money and we pretend it's actually an asset versus a liability so when you see 390,000 people ooh the jobs number 390 the real jobs number was 125,000 which is abysmal it's terrible but that's the real private economy now the vast majority of those people unfortunately will probably go out of business like sun mist out to me. I mean, one to Neela's point, 1.8 million people said they were unable to work last month because their employer closed or lost business due to the pandemic. 1.8 million small business shutting down, unable to work. Now, this is only bad news for a private economy. The politicians in charge, that is their enemy. See, they're incentivized to kill the private economy because as is representative by our own very reality. The government has never been able to spend more money, been more powerful, and been in so many industries. So those 390,000 jobs, those are government jobs in one form or another. Now, if you really think about how many companies are on the bull dung, on the, on the let's just call, when I want to say bull dung, you know which word I want to say for dung, the other one for Durbin. Let's say Irvin, because he's another bull dung artist. So they're on the bull Irvin. And these companies exist because of loans provided for and underwritten by government. Those are the people that were hired under those agreements. Those are fake jobs. Those are temporary jobs. Now, you can argue if, like, a fireman or a policeman is value, and I will make that argument. They are value. However, they are a liability. They're not an asset when it comes to the economic numbers. They're a value to the people. But none of the other jobs really are aside from maybe a few street department guys, maybe. And we'd be better off, we'd get more bang for our buck, the economy would be better if we privatized the street departments. But this is a conversation for another day, because now you have a government-central, collectivist, Marxist mafia in charge. And they're willing to lie about these numbers, because the people who vote for these idiots, they don't know if it's Tuesday or July. Retail trade dropped 61,000 month over month. Now you know why that is? That's because the vast majority of the retail places, retail businesses, didn't need product because they're not selling it. Another ramification of your base items rallying in prices. You can't afford the other ones. So all of the people, I love this about the cars. Oh, car prices are through the roof. Give it about 60 days. Nobody's selling. They're not selling cars unless they're giving them away. So that industry will be destroyed and all the people attached to it will be destroyed. This is, the, this is the result 
of allowing a Democrat in a very powerful position. Not trying to find some sort of, yeah, retail fell. And you just wonder, Rick, we talk a lot about the consumer and the economy. Is this kind of a canary in the consumer coal mine, given that retailers were laying people off? Now, here comes Rick DeSantis, DeSantis, who I, 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 not DeSantis, what's his name, Rick? Santelli, Rick Santelli. Rick Santelli is a great guy. I, I, I don't think he'll ever remember me, but he might. He used to smoke cigarettes. Boy, oh boy, like he hated himself. It was fantastic. Terrible breath, smart guy, great TV personality. And uh, I love when he kind of puts a, a period at the end of these sentences. I couldn't agree more, Brian. I'm one of the few out there who really thinks that there's now two canaries in the coal mine. The one you just brought up. And about three, four Fridays ago, when we had the consumer credit number come out over double expectations at 52 billion on a month-over-month basis a huge historic move to me when you look at some of these anecdotal signals regarding the consumer and then you consider in three state over seven dollars for gasoline as people go back to work i don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to figure out that the consumer no but you need to be a working man you need to not be in on the government cheese you need to be somebody who makes the world go around not a leech not a cockroach on the ass of it like the government, like the apparatchiks of welfare. You need to be productive. That's getting smaller and smaller. And what Rick is telling you is the consumer debt that rallied in a month, $52 billion, now trillions of dollars. I want to say it's $16 trillion or we'll have to do a little research on it. It's either 16 or $30 trillion. The highest consumer debt in the history of, of records is what we're living on. And the answer by the, by the so-called intellectuals, the pseudo-intellectuals, is to raise the cost of that debt. This is going to be a depression, not a recession. But when you're broke, it all feels like it. Unless, of course, the government can come in and save the day. Tonight, more than half a million students who attended a for-profit college system are having their debt completely erased. The chain of Corinthian colleges Ooh, collapsed. That's good. At least you don't have that. That's not going to add to the problems. It will. But when there are problems, there are con artists. Now, when I was a kid, Western Avenue used to have some real cheesy car salesmen. They used to run it during the Bozo Circus show and all kinds of shows. Remember? They'd bring out these guys with that spray-painted hair. You know, the guys who were too embarrassing looking for anything other than Congress and the Senate in Washington, D.C. And they would sell and rob old people and good people and sell them junk cars. Well, look, it. now we have it still going on, and this piece of garbage would fit right in. In 1975, Western Avenue, car salesman commercials. The two challenges on the minds of most working families are prices at the pump and prices at the grocery store. My God. Both of these challenges have been directly exacerbated by Putin's war in Ukraine. The price of gas is up $1.40 since the beginning of the year. It was up $1.80 prior to that on your policies. But he gets to now jump in on Putin's war. See, and the other thing is, that's your war. Your war, where you spent more money on an oligarch war between Igor Kolomoisky pretending to be Ukraine and Vladimir Rutin Tutin Putin, neither of which is America's problem. But what you saw was an opportunity to, number one, buckle under the people who were the greatest threat to you, the small business entrepreneurs. You need this financial chaos. It is the greatest asset to a tyrant, especially because this country has proven itself just wanting to elect Losers and do-nothing lawyers who've hidden from the work life that we toil in every day. They hide in it. They've never worked. 
None of them. They don't go to work the way you go to work. They go to work and wait for a break. Like a, like a, like a street department guy in the city of Chicago. Only they get better pensions. This is the problem. So when you hear the debates on TV and you're looking at them, who are the only people that never thrived or survived or depended on government? This is what you're going to need to elect. That's the beauty of what Donald Trump showed you. Now, hopefully, hopefully, somebody will come out of the woodwork and be the next Donald Trump. Because the reality is, unfortunately, this Donald Trump was hated by both parties so much so that they were able and willing and capable to cheat not just him, but the 74 million and the rest of the Americans who will now suffer as the Marxist mafia known as Democrats and the system in general flexes its muscle around your neck because it's just the beginning. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Yeah, let's play some reggae. Let's get everybody calmed down. Because if you really think about how hopeless it's going to be for the next three and a half years, it's upsetting. And we're going into a beautiful weekend, beautiful day here in Chicago. Unless you get shot in the forehead, then that's not a good day. Do do you remember how quickly things turned around from the Barack Obama years? Do you remember how bad the Barack Obama years were? Do you remember the bull dung? You remember when he seized the nationalized student debt when the problem was $400 billion and the stupid son of a gun turned it into $1.7 trillion? Because he understood at that point he gets to be in control. It fails so badly, they once again are in control of all the answers. They call it Detroit, New York, New Jersey, Chicago. Just pick a Democrat hellhole. And ultimately, people will forget all the lies you told them. These rising costs have, let the middle, uh, have, have left uh, middle-class families feeling trapped. He's, he's as articulate as, as Richard Irvin. In this year of action, wherever I've seen ways I can act on my own to expand opportunity to more Americans, I have. And today, I'm going to take three actions to help more young people pay off their student loan debt. So we're announcing steps that will open up pay-as-you-earn to nearly 5 million more Americans. Or don't pay if you want, and we'll take care of that, too. Every promise he made for those eight years, riddled in absolute and total failure and feudalism. In the meantime, he fought nine hot wars. His, his drone strikes killed 90%. 90% killed innocent people. But the government didn't care. The Democrats don't care. Just like now. As we fund one oligarch against the next, we could care less about Ukraine in general. And if I'm wrong, you would have heard about it as the Civil War raged from 2014 under Obama and Biden... Until Trump. Did you know that? And then they got kind of nervous. See, Trump didn't like Nazis. The Democrats, though, they like Nazis. Although the Azov Battalion, they got rid of their SS lightning bolts. You know, they want to put lipstick on that pig. Because they know the American people will vote for any Democrat. Because they're too stupid to figure it out. When Putin began amassing troops at the Ukrainian border. This is a Putin price hike. Putin's war has raised the price of food. Because Ukraine and Russia are two of the world's major breadbaskets. Yeah. And America was the the major. And the Marxist mafia, the Democrat war on you, is what raised prices. The answer is, why was it so good? Because we had a guy in there who looked at things like a businessman who wanted to win. So the first thing he did, the first thing, was take off all the government restraints. 
And it was the fastest economic rise in American history. And everybody got complacent, like a bunch of spoiled little butter-handed roaches. And that's what they are. And that's why they voted it away. Now they're going to be aboard the pain train. So just take that as solace for yourself. When you're all aggravated, know that somewhere is a Democrat who can't do what you can do. It's aggravating. But you're a working man. You're an American. And you will overcome this. So as you pump that $80 in your gas, understand how many moron losers who pretend to be better than you because they went to college can't even fill up their car and are living with their mommy and daddy because the spoiled brats are wrong. They have been wrong. And they're going to weaponize their failure. Know the game, and that's how you can beat it. George in Naperville. Sean, after the successful heist, you could see how... Uh, disgusted Donald Trump was, but he said, watch how fast this COVID disappears and the economy will come back. He was even positive that who he didn't think they were going to destroy the country like they're doing, I'm sure. Oh, but, I don't know, George. I think he knew, and he warned you, and everybody remembers. More oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things, and you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Then they say, get rid of your car. Prices at some local gas stations, they're way above. I mean, he was like Karnak. By the way, election integrity in Georgia ballot, the, the machine ballots that counted for the primary, it dropped the Democrat winner down to third place when they hand counted the ballots. You believe that? Shocking. Shocking. Take, take Also take solace in the fact that Joe Biden didn't really win. They just allowed him to steal it. He stole the election. That's how he got in there. And now he's going to drive it like he stole it. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. You know, just hearing President Trump's voice, I really miss him. I just have to say that. I miss President Trump. I but, miss the um, success. I don't really care about the guy. I miss the success. Right. It was fascinating. Exactly. I remember pumping my tank, filling it up for $27. I just did yeah. it for 77 Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's aggravating to pay that 50 But part of me smiles because I remember there were a couple of Democrat roaches I would bump to. I don't, they're not here now, but they, they would be in the office. A couple of Democrat roaches. And I remember how they said, oh, it's going to get better. And I also remember how they how they had to live with their mommy and daddy and didn't have two nickels to rub together. So the good news is they're not on the road bumping into things. So go ahead. All right. And I agree with you. Um, but this is the Democrats' whole plan. It's to destroy everything. Yet Biden and his evil cohorts, they say employment is up. No, it isn't. No. Not much has changed since the shutdown. If anything, it's getting worse. And this is the part where I... I, I this is how you know I don't love the man or I'm not a cult worshiper. The problem yeah. was that you kicked out how many trillions of dollars into phony businesses that knew the only way they could they could keep the money is if they hid their moron cousin with a cork on the fork. So they came up with these phony baloney jobs. They're being counted in these job numbers the whole time. It's a it's a scam. So, yeah, the problem is, is that people would rather be lied to with a with a pretty yeah. lie than hear an ugly yeah. truth. The funny part yeah. is most of the uh, pretty lies come out of ugly faces. Morning. About a year ago, you told WTTW that you believed about 99% of the criticism you got as Chicago mayor was because you're a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, do you f- 
feel like anything has changed over the last year? No. Wrong. <laughs> no. I, I look. I, I see some of the women in the audience. Yeah. My when, God. Yeah, but even the voice matches the face, huh? No wonder she's celebrating that she's gay pride. Like she had a choice. I know some desperate guys in Melrose Park. I don't know anybody be after that. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Nice pull, kid. Friday. See, we need good music on a Friday. Plus, it's a beautiful day, huh? It's one of the 40 days in Illinois that sunshine. Of course, that's going to get dangerous in Chicago. It's a double-edged sword, a sunny day in Chicago. The scumbags can really see what they're aiming at. Uh, Tasso, Homer Glenn. Hey there, Sean. How's it going? Huge fan of the show. Thank you, Tasso. I can't wait for your question, kid. All right. So, basically, I, I want to know if you've seen the same exact thing that I've seen now. I, I feel like they're using all this gun debate stuff and I, all this stuff just to really take away from what's really going on. They're using it as a distraction. You know, all the prices are going up. Gas is going up. Food's going up. Pretty soon, education for myself, for example, is going to be going up. Everything's going up now. And, and do you think they're really trying to push this gun debate stuff to try to hide it? Well, of course. They need every every uh, shiny distraction to focus on, the you know, to take the focus off the failure. But your original question that I have on the screen is how do we fix gas prices? And, you know, yeah, there's how, something how do that, we do that? There's something most people don't know. I would, I, you know, I, I would dove into this as a kid, and I still kind of pay attention to it. Winter blend. The winter blend to to um, refine oil into the winter blend gas is a 30-cent process. To refine oil into the government-mandated summer blend is a 70-cent. This is per gallon, by the way. 70-cent per gallon process. The failure in with government and their scam of ethanol and the outrageous ramifications of massive costs throughout the consumer index of that not only falsely, massively increases the, the corn price and everything. You know how much products have corn in it? Everything from feeding to everything. What they've done, their stupidity in their phony agenda of really opening up lobbyists and, and controlling a market is destroy the quality of life in this country. That's why. Here's another thing. Did you know that gas... From 1929 to 1975 was between 31 cents and 50 cents. I want you to think about how many years that is. Never moved. And do you know why? There, was, there wasn't government regulation on the refining process. We had more refiners. We had more oil companies. We had lower prices. That's always the answer. But now, and, and this is where I'm going to blame big oil. Big oil likes this corrupt system because they only want about four or five players in there. So they've got their political whores like Ken Griffin. He's got his dimwit political whores with the, with the pig face in Aurora trying to be governor. They've got them all over Washington, whether they're Congress or senators or, or whatever, lobbyists. And they like it like this. They like the squeeze on the American people. And that's why the funny thing is the first thing Trump did was open that up. Now, it, it may have looked like he was helping the, the existing oil companies, and he was, but he also was helping everybody. That's what brought back natural gas. That's what brought because people came from all over and went into that business. The minute Joe Biden stole the office, they stopped because they knew what was going to happen. So this can never be fixed while a Democrat is in the position of power in Washington, D.C. can't be fixed. So that's why. Because you know how many people driving right now know 
that their refined costs for a summer blend versus a winter blend is the difference. The difference is 40 cents a gallon. Uh-huh. Thank you, Tasso. I love those questions. Now, what's, are you going to go to college? Are you going to college? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in college right now. I'm in college right now. I got two kids in college. What, do you mind if I ask what year? Uh, see, I'm going to be a second semester junior. I had a couple transfer credits from high school, so I was able to skip a semester. You could be my kid. I'm going to tell you where. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to ask you where. But I, what, I want to, what I want to tell you is I don't care what they're telling you. The key is to get the right information, and the key is to be suspicious. Look up what I just told you and make sure I'm right. Look up what everyone tells you, and Tasso, for your entire life, never ever believe the word that comes out of a politician. Not the word. It's going to cost you money, brother, but integrity is, is, is expensive. But once you sell out, next thing you know, you're a $2 horse. So don't ever sell out, kid. Never. Thank you, Tasso. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Sean. Have a good one. You too. TJ, my favorite uncle. TJ, hey, hey, how you doing, man? Not my uncle. Hi, TJ. Hey, what's up? Uh, I got a scientific problem. You believe in gravity, don't you? I don't know if uh, <laughs> Democrats do. I believe in gravity. Yes, I do believe in gravity. Yes. I drank. Well, I'm I used sure to, the... 20, 22 years ago, I drank. I, I, I witnessed gravity a few times. Go ahead. I know, but I think the Democrats believe it. Barack Obama jumped up a foot, the whole universe would move towards his feet. Well, I, you know what's funny, though, TJ? And I appreciate By the way, have a great weekend. You know what's funny? People forget about all the promises, and they forget about all the failures. Just for Obamacare alone and the devastation. Drive past your hospital. I, that's another thing. I was in the old neighborhood, Westlake Hospital, where my kids were born, where 90% of my family went. Everybody in the neighborhood went, including... People who just came here, immigrants, all needed Westlake Hospital. Closed. Another consequence of Obamacare. Along with, we lost 50% of hospitals. Massive drop-off in doctors, healthcare workers. Extreme cost increase in so-called insurance and procedures. That's his crowning achievement. Yet you ask an average Democrat, what about Obama? Oh, greatest president ever. Because they're morons. They're corrupt. They want welfare. They want drugs. They want something for nothing. And I'll tell you another thing that bothers me. This Richard Irvin, eight times out of the last eight, or I'm sorry, out of the last eight ballots, he pulled the Democrat ticket seven times. Yet the GOP, or uh, the GOP, the, 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 the Illinois GOP and the FOP, they're behind this guy after he's riddled in corruption scandals between the ex-wife between the $2 hooker in a, in, a, in a marijuana dispensary where he threw around his clout. This is what they're used to. And that's why they're not upset at the scandal, the legacy of corruption in Biden, the legacy of corruption in, in Pelosi. Pick a Democrat name. They'll tolerate it as long as they get drunk and rent for free. You could do anything to a Democrat. David Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean, I have a question and a comment. Um, at the Merck, what was the oil that was most referred to as the standard? Was it Brent or was it West Texas Intermediate? West Texas Intermediate is the one that gets quoted all the time, but Brent was the one that you know you wanted. That's the better oil. Okay, uh, so I, I've been watching both of those, and West Texas Intermediate closed about one sixteen today. Yeah, that's, that's I, about right. The, 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 uh, the Brent the, was uh, one nineteen, right, or something? I didn't take a look at right, Brent. I, I'm more track WTI. Um, but I, I, the one-year high, or actually like a three- or five-year high, is 125. We're approaching a new high, and I do believe it's wedging up. So I did buy some oil stocks. Oh, look at but, you. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to profit from corruption. I'm just trying to save myself from high gas. Well, here's, if you wanted the profit, you would have probably purchased a Ramco, because here's what nobody's talking about, David. For the first time in history, Saudi Arabia is taking oil payments not in the petrodollar. Did you know that? The first time in history, they've all mounted up against us. And that could only happen under this idiot who wets himself called the president. Idiot that he is. So now we're going to, they're going to, Saudi Arabia, Russia, top oil producers are going to take the ruble, they're going to take the yuan, and they're going to take cyber currency? Oh boy. And you know what? This will be another legacy of, of uh, Joe Biden. He's going to lose the petrodollar and the world currency under this idiot. And, and you have to ask yourself, why would you, when you see what these politicians have done to our dollar, how they ignore our debt, how they enrich themselves? Why? This is a good question. 312-642-5600. Why should the dollar be the world currency? I'd like to hear the answer for that. I'll be back after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. The good news is it will it will change. It will get better. But don't ever listen to a Pollyanna who wants to tell you it will get better under this mafia. It won't. It'll get worse. But it will be better in other places, and it will eventually get better, because ultimately, the failure will be so devastating that everyone's going to be able to recognize it. The problem, the major, major problem happens is if, by some act of corruption and fraud, the U.S. dollar stops being the petrodollar, stops being the world currency, then you're Venezuela. Then all those numbers and the trillions and the phony nonsense and the Fed Reserve with the transgendering people in it, it's all going to be terrible. So our key is to make sure that we can get rid of and circumvent and, 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 and nullify the power of this dementia patient with wet socks. That's the number one thing. Ed in Plainfield. Shonsky, good what? afternoon and happy Friday, brother. You too, Ed, you too. Hey, so you mentioned Westlake Hospital. I actually worked on that a couple years back. Um, they were working on a couple of different places. Um, with all the whole scandemic, um, you know, some of the regular hospitals like got overwhelmed with all these COVID patients, you know, they'd have somewhere to go. So they didn't, they they weren't in on, they weren't in on the COVID. They were, had been shut down. I believe prior to that, they went bankrupt. The company, the company that bought them went bankrupt. Then they got sued by the village of Melrose park. Like Democrats want to do, they sue you to stay in business, proving that you're a slave, especially in the healthcare industry. So then they made them come back, oh, and, sure. and then they shut down again because you know, after all, they were bankrupt, and um, it's 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 collateral damage of Obamacare. Just like we lost fifty percent of the hospitals and fifty percent of the doctors. I mean, think about that as a direct result of the government fascism, of the manipulation and the corruption. In Obamacare, which was really a payoff to about three insurance companies, maybe four. But 800 employees, 800 employees, most of which, you know, a lot of people in the town work there. Hospital have been around since 1927. I had both, I I think both my daughters were born there, if I'm not mistaken. 
after seeing the after seeing the existing piping system, it looked like 1927. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. But here's another thing. <laughs> think about think about how they that deal. I'd love to know. So you're obviously a pipe fitter, right? I, I'm a plumber, actually. A plumber. I'd love to know how how corrupt that deal was that made a company that was going bankrupt do a job. They probably were government subsidized to put in all new pump plumbing into a place they knew they were closing. Can you imagine? That's the cherry well, on the bankruptcy it, it Sunday. Already, it was already closed by the time we got there, Sean. So it was um, closed and you had to go in there and the do Army plumbing. Corps, correct. And it was through the Army Corps of Engineers. So the government paid for so it. There, it. It was. Then there were three different locations. You had the temporary hospital at McCormick Place. They did the old St. Francis Hospital in Blue Island, and then they did Westlake Hospital. So, Ed, just to encapsulate what you said, three three entities that are not in existence had massive plumbing jobs go on with the intent paid for by the government, knowing full well these places were not going to be operational. Correct. I mean, they, they became <laughs> operational, but my, my, my question is, why couldn't they reopen? Well, because first of all, you, you they could have had the I mean, market. Northwestern or somebody could have, you know, bought into it, or you know, at least kept it up and running if it's functional. It's it's the same reason that they don't open hospitals in England. It's the same reason they don't open hospitals in Canada, in Europe. The government doesn't run things efficiently or profitable. So the ones that are in existence are there because they're subsidized in one form or another. And what we have is just failure that people are unaware of for the most part, and can tolerate till it gets real bad, and the closest the average American gets to a doctor is when he goes and talks to his 400-pound CVS pharmacist. That's how it's going to end up. (laughs) Thank you very much, Ed. Enlightening. It was an enlightening call. I'm glad you got the job, though, brother. Thank you. Uh, Mitchell, this explains. Sean, keep in mind that in 2003, uh, Bush... I'm talking about George uh, W. Bush, Whew. 43. That could have been anybody. Iraq because, <laughs> yeah, right. But he invades, he invades Iraq because Saddam Hussein was giving away oil on the free market. And Zapata Oil, for those idiots that don't know what they're talking that's right. about, that's George Bush's company. Yes, okay? yes, He ran yes. the Bay of Pigs. Yeah. So Saddam Hussein, who had nothing to do with 9-11, okay, George uh, W. goes into Iraq because, you know, that affected the, the Secretary of War, which was obviously uh, Donald Rumsfeld, and that affected the neocons achieving their natural resources. Okay, so the bottom line is nobody has listened to history because it repeats itself. Sloppy Joe Biden, okay, is using Putin and this ridiculous p- uh, price hike as a red herring. Okay, and for those radical nut jobs, absolutely Democrats, right. Means that it's a, a deflection because you know why he needs that excuse because the first few days in office, what does he do? His policy is to take away the Keystone Pipeline, take away all the leases, folks. It's the first all the thing he did on domestic yeah. oil, and that's the how you know. That's how you know they're enjoying this, and then capsulate it with with the with the right knowledge to understand as the price increases, so do the taxes. They're percentage based. I mean, you're talking about a tremendous scam. The problem is we're paying for it. All the honest people. How many people knew how much work was done to the hospitals that they knew were going to close right after? How many knew the corruption in the big oil? How many people vote Democrat? That's how many. 312-642-5600. 
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. As you saw, the Marxist movement sweep through the country. Statues being destroyed as you watched the only silver lining of the totalitarianism and shutting down society. You were given a window into what your kids were being taught into school. The Marxist mafia here in America has had a hard time, but they've managed to rewrite history in order to steal the future. There is somebody who wants to change that. This is the good news about tough times. People come out and they try to make a difference. And I'm about to talk to one of these people. His name is Douglas McKenna. He wrote a book that I am really interested in, and it's called The 56, Liberty Lessons for Those Who Risked All to Sign the Declaration of Independence. And it's a story that's fascinated me for a long time. Douglas, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. So the Declaration of Independence is my favorite document because it says there, when you you see the need to break the political bands that bind you to a corrupt other, that's how I read that. I think I need that right now, Douglas. And I know yeah, you, well, you, you want to talk about the original one, but are those words not in that document to prevent the kind of oligarchy from happening that, 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 that now runs our country on both sides? 100%. And I, as I talk about in the book, Sean, but it applies even more today. I believe the tyranny of today is exponentially worse than what our founding fathers fought in 1776. And, you know, I, I, I was interested because I didn't know much about you, admittedly. And I looked you up before the, uh, before the, 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 the piece where we're going to talk right now, during the break. And I saw you were standing next to Reagan. And I thought, well, he must have seen the hatred for somebody who wanted to run the country based on principles. And you must have seen it in the White House from other Republicans. Did you? I did. Again, it's one of these things where it's strange where President Reagan ultimately was the, the, the best boss I ever had in my life. It was the highest honor of my professional career to write for President Reagan and to sit down and talk with him. And But then again, you said, you said, Sean, then you see people that you think are on your side and maybe they're not. And again, we should all be ultimately on the side of not letting those on the left cancel the Declaration of Independence, cancel the Founding Fathers, and cancel the Fourth of July, which is what they're trying to do. And it's interesting, the reason I think so many people had an affection for Ronald Reagan, he made mistakes, everybody made mistakes, I think he made mistakes mostly with his VP pick, but that's another discussion, another topic. But the, the, the point is, is that he had that principle, that founding philosophy of freedom, of liberty. And, you know, it was as you look at this buffoon who was pretending to be president speak and you listen to the dimwits that are in control in both Congress and the Senate, what is the principle of this country anymore? Well, there isn't. I've argued in, in columns and, and on television over the last two years, Sean, that in, in reality we're leaderless, right? Because then when you hope and, and pray that the Republicans or conservatives will stand up to Biden, to stand up to Kamala Harris, all of a sudden, many times they're just they're missing an action, and as they're missing an action, the working class Americans of this country are paying a higher and higher price. 
You know, language is important, you know, and it's a funny thing I watched happen through my life because I am in love with the way that the this country was founded on a principle. I really, I walked around with a certain arrogance thinking there is no way. I remember when the, you know, the Clintons took over and uh, even even some of the people I didn't like in the in the first Bush administration. There's no way they're going to be able to do this. This is illegal in this country. We're based on the principle of the Enlightenment. And when you were going through the book and you were reading that, did the founding fathers, would they have been comfortable with us even using a word like leaders? Isn't the country primarily to be led by the citizens and by the principle of what freedom and liberty is? Sean, you understand that because you're a huge fan of the Declaration of Independence. These 56 signers and the other founding fathers, you know, they put their lives on the line. The, The minute they signed the Declaration of Independence, as you know, they realized they were signing the death warrant. But they, but they did that because they understood that the tyranny of the crown of Great Britain was strangling the liberties of the colonists. And, and so, to your point, again, that this is one of these things where, yeah, they, they would have been shocked at what is happening in the America of 2022, and it would have horrified them. And, you know, that's why they put in those certain amendments, those rules. That's why they had the principles of it. And I was reminded when Barack Obama weaponized the IRS— early on in his presidency, that all of the, you know, I'm from Chicago. This is where the, the Democrat mafia perfected its skills. This is where he didn't move here by accident, brother, believe me. Saul Alinsky, right. the Duchess of Chaffington, Hillary Clinton, this is their capital. And this is the kind of thing they do here, where the government is your enemy if you speak against the mafia. I saw that happen under Barack Obama. It is now commonplace under the Biden regime. And this is the part, how can I use that document that I love so much and the principles of a country that I love so much and pay homage to the 56 who risked their lives by signing a, a similar, in, in a similar climate to right now? What can be done in all of your research? I'm curious to know what you think could be done to right the ship as we are unmoored from those principles now. I think, Sean, we have to have these conversations. What galvanized me, was on the 4th of July of just last year. I was taking a little bit of a video tour through some of the usual liberal cable channels. And on every one of those shows, Sean, there was a guest or one of the hosts were talking about not only canceling the 4th of July, but canceling the founding fathers and smearing them. That's one of these things where, to your point of a couple of minutes ago, one of the reasons they're able to make so much progress is what I write about in the book is over the course of the last 50 or 60 years, I believe we ceded the five major megaphones of our country to the left. And by those five major megaphones, I mean the media, entertainment, academia, science, and medicine. And again, it's one of these things where, as Americans, we have to get back into that arena that Teddy Roosevelt talked about in 1910. And we have to stick up for ourselves. I love this. I love this. Because when I, you know, when, I, when I was reading about you, I said, I said, okay, he works in the former White House. I see you work with Bush. And then I see that you, you worked for the Pentagon. I'm curious to know your take on things. Because you have, um, you've seen the feudalism in so much of our policies, so much of our foreign policies. You've seen the bastardization of excuses of why we were told we were going places. And you see the, the failure in the Biden choices and the Biden mission. And that being said, uh, you know, I don't promote war anywhere. Is, are, is right. Has that been so bastardized that it's too far to save that whole foreign policy that I still don't know what the hell we stand for? It's, it's not too far to save if we start saving. And one of the reasons, again, that, that sort of President Reagan and I had a, had a great connection was because he grew up in very tough times. And, Sean, for me, 
I actually grew up in abject poverty. I, by the time I was 17 years of age, I've been evicted from 34 homes. I lived oh. in Paris as a child. So, but for me, this, you know, so the, the working class struggles of Americans were my struggles and worse. And it's one of these things, those people have been forsaken by the elites on both sides. And it's one of these, so who's going to speak up for them? And, 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 and as corny as it sounds, I know it's a cliche, but if not us, who? No. If not now, when? And I decided I'd better put this book out to try to make a difference. I'm excited. Well, the one you just sold on Amazon is because when you were talking, I was buying it. But I bought the Audible because I drive a lot in my car. Um, I'm excited about the book. I'm more excited about a guy that that wrote it from the perspective you have. And I'm curious to know, because I, I read just a, a little bit about some of your thoughts. Is it outrageous and shouldn't it be something that the, the politicians who are in power should really investigate if it wasn't the fact that the FBI is obviously in bed with the Clinton administration? Clinton regime. Isn't it outrageous that we have a president sitting in an office who's been bribed by foreign governments and foreign powers? Is is this something that should be prevented in this country? Well, obviously, I mean, that that's beyond chilling that, again, when you talk about that, when you talk about the connect, connections of Hunter Biden to Ukraine, when you talk about possibly President Biden's connections to Ukraine, to his son and his son's partner, I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that my editor would take out of a book as being unbelievable, and yet it, it's it's more believable by the day. And of course, again, because the the far left and the left does control those five major megaphones, they get more accomplished, Sean, through omission than anything else because they just don't report it. If they don't report it, it didn't happen. I'm curious to know: Are you working on a? On, how long were you with the uh, the Pentagon? I was there for three years, actually. Three years. What were the years? You mind if I ask? No, not at all. From 1990 to 1993, I worked in a joint command. I was a special assistant for policy and communication, so I got to uh, help create some of some of the thoughts in that building and, and I worked for the SecDef and, and then also worked on ballistic missile defense, among other things. And, and again, it's, it's just trying to educate Congress and educate the American people while I was there. It's funny. I believe that there were always, or there are, I'd like to think anyway, there are always good people with good intentions even if the outcome isn't perfect, right? I mean, there's no such thing as perfect. But I'd like to think that there were good people in good positions. I have felt an aching in my stomach over the last, I don't know, 20 years. Are there still good people in these positions? Are there still people? And, and I don't mean, you know, that they, they might be misguided in their approach. I mean, is anybody left in these powerful positions that isn't strictly profiteering from, from bad choices? I will say less and less, unfortunately, Sean. And, and one of the things that happens, by the way, is that when, every single time a new president gets elected, you have about 4,000 political slots to fill, right? <laughs> okay. And th- but then what happens is, for most Republican administrations, once the presidency's over, those political appointees leave. But what most Democrats do under Obama, as you talked about, under Clinton, under Biden now, there's a window where they can career into the government. And what happens is so many of the Democrats in those administrations career in and become the bureaucrats that then when you look at the Department of Justice and what's going on there, when you talked about the FBI and what's going on there, all of a sudden when you have three cycles of Democrat political appointees careering into those departments, then this is the kind of country you're going to get to. And, you know, I keep going back to your original premise of the book, right? When there comes a time that, 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 that we must break the political bands that bind us. Do you foresee, as you were going through this, I mean, I, 
I see in the writing it, it, it is is an argument for secession is an argument for states. We got 21 to 26 states that are constantly in litigation with the Biden administration. As you think about the principles and you visit the reality of where we are, do you think that uh, the the America as we know it will stay together in the future? I, I think it was what it was a survey maybe in the last couple of weeks that upwards of one third of Republicans uh, and conservatives believe there may be a civil war in the future. I honestly hope not in, in the oh. sense that, that, that I really do believe, again, if we get back in the game, because 80 percent of the people one way or the other believe like you and I, Sean, in sort of common sense, pragmatic solutions for their children and their grandchildren. And what happens is now and, and again, the, the main reason I wrote this book is because they were trying to cancel the 4th of July, cancel the founding fathers. But what they're also doing, Sean, is canceling our jobs, too, and canceling our livelihoods. So what, what that that is is created a chilling effect with so many Americans, even, even Democrats who want to yeah. speak up, are afraid. And we have to sort it. It's like, how do we solve that? And I think we solve it one person at a time. We can have a conversation in church. We can have a conversation at work. We can have a conversation at the bowling alley. We can have a conversation at Wrigley Field, right? Yeah. We can talk to each other and just sort of give each other a little bit more courage, because that's what these 56 guys did. People forget or don't know that on the 4th of July, 1776, as you know, only one man signed the Declaration of Independence. That was John Hancock. The majority of them signed it on August 2nd. But some of them, Sean, as you know, it took them until November of that year to do it. Why? Because they knew what was going to happen to them, and they were trying to get their affairs in order, but they still did it, and we just have to sort of channel their courage one more time to try to save our nation. I don't drink, Douglas, but I have a cigar store. And in the smoking room, it's called the Green Dragon Smoking Tavern because that's where the whole country was born, in a tavern. And it was about guys that didn't want to bend knee and guys that had principle. And I don't ever want to go to civil war. I, I think we could have avoided the first one if we were, had smarter people and could articulate things better. I just uh, I don't want to be a slave to a corrupt oligarch system either and i think the founding fathers would want people in this country to put up the fight against it i think the founding fathers would want people like you to write a book about them and i think it's crucially important it's called the 56 liberty lessons from those who risked all to sign the declaration of independence i think more and more people need to freshen up on it and i want to thank you for writing it douglas mckenna really it was a pleasure i enjoyed it very much it was an honor sean thanks so much for having me on we'll be back with your calls and comments after this This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. Wear your mask, take your pills, now a whole generation's mentally ill. Well, the Kid Rock. I go to a uh, a great place called Seed to Table in Naples, Florida. He was there. Uh, doing a concert. I couldn't get in. You couldn't find a parking space. Dying to go. I have to go next time. Kevin in Austin, Texas. I got seed you with the this. Seed. Like a, yeah, a seed to table sounds like a, a strip club in the South. Anyhow. <laughs> it's the, the best uh, place. If you've ever, if you ever are there, you have to go. It's called Seed to Table. The food is incredible. It's a grocery store, and they hang this like stage. They have live bands. There's a bar. The food is right from the farm. His, his name is Alfie Oates. Fantastic food. I miss it terribly. I will be there shortly. Go ahead. That sounds fantastic. So anyhow, when you had Douglas uh, McKenna, I loved, uh, loved the interview. You talked about how in, you know, during difficult times, people come out of the woodwork 
and to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he talked about people getting back in the game. Yeah. And I think that, that's exactly what he said. Uh-huh. And I don't know if, if, if you'll be surprised if I say this, but I want to encourage people <laughs> who are listening yeah. did who you want to get involved to uh-huh. get, encourage them to get involved. Did you watch the, that, did you watch the debate last night? Did you watch it? I watched a little of it. Did it, you watch it? it? Kind of pathetic and sad. Yeah, yeah. I did. After did, your show, I watched it for a little did bit. Did you watch Kath, Ken Griffin's Whore? Did you watch him? Well, yeah, yeah, like you said, he's uh-huh. just wants to front run. He and he's got every every half ass every half ass Republican, every in on the scam wannabe gangster Republican. He's got them. No matter how stupid this son of a dog is. And you know why? Because of the scum committeemen. Oh, it's true. Because they want Ken Griffin's sea of gold. Ah, beat it. You got a better chance of doing it from Texas. You know, I'm pro-life. Yeah. yeah, As a lawyer and as a former prosecutor, I think it's irresponsible to comment and hypothesize on a leaked draft of the Supreme Court decision. that hasn't. Because you're a coward. You're a two-bit whore who's been bought and paid for like every one of your other Democrat roaches, which is what you were for the bulk of your life. Isn't that right, Roach? You know, I, I know many of my opponents here on the stage are, are, are attacking me, and I understand. You know, I get it. You know, they're threatened by uh, the fact that I'm violating their political aspirations, and I'm hurting their political aspirations. No, 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 no. no. That's not why, stupid. That's not why. They're offended that you even have the audacity to run as a republic. Not because you simply are as corrupt as a Democrat, but you always have been a Democrat. And you sit there as you voted for this wrinkled-ass failure called Joe Biden. Yeah, you did, you piece of dung. And now you've enriched your rat ex-wife, that $2 whore that was buying marijuana. You saved her from the pepper spray. You've been a pay-to-play scumbag for as long as anybody wants to look back into your history. Just ask WTTW and other investigative reporters. They're offended, not because you're a challenge, but because you're the representation of Illinois pay-to-play scam politics. You just think you're going to do it from the other side of the aisle, when both sides of the aisle should be prosecuted for the crime of humanity, of selling out your political power and making life worse for each and every citizen, regardless what their political philosophy is. You're the problem in America, Roach. That's why they're offended, not because you're going to steal anybody's aspirations. Because after the outcome, 90% of the people running will get the hell out of here. Just like Bruce Rauner did after him and his handsome wife destroyed the state even further. Never trust a guy with an ugly wife. That's why I never liked Bruce Rauner. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. AM560, the answer. By the way, you better call Justin... He got his numbers wrong. It's 556 a gallon. 556. And it ain't going to come down until this wrinkled ass old man gets jerked out of office like the jerk he is. Did you hear him talking yesterday? You were here. You see how he talks like, like, like he's the boss or something? You work for me, stupid. That's what the, all of these politicians, you got it all wrong. See, they, they're not related to you. They don't, you're not their employee or their slave. They don't talk to you from a position of power. And all of these idiots in office, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Where the hell were you? What did you do? Or you could just do what Richard Irvin does, just come on and lie through your ugly rat face. All right, I feel much better now. Daryl DuPage. 
Yeah. Are you talking to me now? I'm talking to you, tough guy. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, what I would like for you to do, if it's okay, sure. is to, uh, now I'm a part of the Bloomingdale Township Republican Party, 22 years. Beautiful. My appointment. We probably I'm know also a lot of the same people. Minority. Yeah, I'm also a certified minority business enterprise, 31 years. I was born in the oil business, going back to standard Martin Oil, Czech Oil. These wow. were all the owners were all friends of ours. So I have a certified minority business. All right. We need to have somebody take a look, and we can start with my company, and what the Chicago <laughs> Procurement Department is doing with the reciprocal certification program we're under that governs the notification of duty to report mm -hmm. by Cook County because they have we have a reciprocal certification. Mm -hmm. And why the Procurement Department... And the city of Chicago is interfering with a prime contractor's choice of a subcontractor like myself. Because the seven they want a fraud minority business that somebody yes, they they're do. related to. They want to put it in right. their moron cousin's sister's name who happens to be a third Puerto Rican on her mother's side and steal the money. Daryl, come on, you know this. You're obviously pointing out a rhetorical yeah, yeah, yeah. point. But that system right. was set up to be frauded. It wasn't set up to yeah, help minority business people. And I will say this to you. I'm curious. No, it wasn't. I'm curious. Because you mm -hmm. said you... You're, now, did your father work in the business for the oil companies? Yeah, not only did my father work in the oil business, but he was a special business agent to Louis Pike at Local 705 Tanker. So he was a business agent. And do you we, mind, were, we grew up in the oil business. Do you mind if I ask you what year that was? Uh, well, my dad was... In what area? Oil business? Yeah, when your dad worked oh, in the oil right. business. When your dad worked in the yeah, oil business. What year? Okay. In the, uh, in, in, in the 60s, uh, I'd say 65. 65. I put my first drop of Purple Martin at uh, the gas station we owned that Mr. T.L. Martin gave us that owned Martin Oil Industries at the northwest corner of 55th and Preston. Now, right now, your, it's a BP. Did your dad get that because he was a minority, or did he get it because he worked like a dog and earned that? Well, the the story is, Mr. Martin wanted to know who this Bible, uh, this walking Bible was that was working for him. My dad was a um, was an assistant manager at the gas station, and when Mr. Martin came over there, he just had golf clothes on, and my dad was working to drive himself. His friends, his boss, his manager, and then when uh, in the inside drinking past blue ribbon and Hollis Appetite said him that they shouldn't have been hollering at him. So Mr. Martin finally slowed him down and told him who he was and let him have a gas station on the spot. So that's how we got the gas station. That's how we got into the oil business. And from there, Mr. Martin introduced him to Mr. Pike, Louis Pike. And your dad advanced from there. <laughs> yes, sir. See, but the thing yes, that sir. I love about that is it was because it was your specific dad. Your specific yes, dad. And that's, that's when people do better. When the government right. sets up these so-called helping minorities they're really hurting them and they're double crossing them and they have been since the dawn of time and the reason you're asking a rhetorical question is a you know it's a scam and you're a victim of it b you know it's set up to do just that so if we're going to fix things we should really fix them instead of adding on layers upon layers of political corruption it would be the best for business owners of all races of all religions of all sexes genders and and proclivities 
the government would have to relinquish some power. So to your your uh, your question, Daryl, they don't want to release it because they like being the mafia dons. They don't want to be the government that just has to sit in the corner and shut up. They'd rather be the mafia. That's why they're not going to fix it, brother. And you know that. Well, that that we don't. I don't. I don't know anything about mafia, nothing like that. But I do know that the uh, the the organizing that uh, the city of Chicago's procurement department is doing in violation of the Code of Federal Regulations forty nine subplot twenty six and the notification a duty to report in Cook County uh-huh. uh, under that reciprocal certification is RICO. That I know. Okay. Once again, that I know that they're organizing that. And it's Rico, for sure. They need to be looked at. <laughs> so you do know the mafia. You just don't want to say it. That's organized crime. Organized crime are not three Italian guys in, in, in uh, Bloomingdale talking about the line on Monday Night Football. Organized, cr- organized crime is the organization to set up a system you knew you were going to fraud by putting on a relative, pretending to be a minority, and steering the money towards it. That's the definition of organized crime and the definition of Rico, and that's why we're both right. Thank you, Daryl. I love it, and I hope, I hope it all works out. But something tells me, in this other boondoggle at O'Hare Airport, I just heard during the news, another billion on top of the $8 billion. The reason is O'Hare Airport is the Democrat, Chicago Democrat Mafia's favorite golden goose, and it keeps laying those eggs. And who gets those so-called minority contract? All part of the Democrat Mafia, or they'll pay to be it. See, that's a system of manipulation of coercion, of mitigation, of mafia, all run and controlled by government, proving the mafia has nothing to do with Italians, spreads on games, loan sharking, not at all. The mafia is represented by the most unlikely of people. We must reject the big lie about the 2020 election and the cover-up of the insurrection of last January 6th. See, now there's a mafia member with an inner thigh rash. Here's a mafia member with wet socks. For wheat and corn, the basic product for so many foods around the world. He meant to say products, but he's Ukraine old. Has Can't say products. Ukraine million tons of grain in storage right now. And it's been in storage since the last harvest. Why can't it get up? Normally, that would have already been exported into the world market. Yeah, but... But because of Putin's invasion and blockade of the port around which they could take no, that No, 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 not a blockade, stupid. With spikes, a large battle ball floats in Istanbul's Bosphorus Strait. It's a sea mine built by the former Soviet Union. Turkish commandos approach it carefully. The team will defuse the It's device. because the good guys, the Ukrainians who have the Azov Battalion, formerly Nazis, but now they got rid of their bars and stripes or whatever. But uh, it's because the Ukraine, with their Nazis, the morons that they are, they mine the port. Now the ships can't go in. Because if they get blown up, their insurance company doesn't pay. So the reason you can't get wheat is more moronic policies. But they were smart enough to buy themselves a president, a political whore by the name of Joe Biden. And all they had to do was pretend his crack-smoking son was able to sit on the board of an energy group owned by Ihor Kolomoisky, the real oligarch, the real one getting your $40 billion. And the Democrats strike again. Tommy G. Valparaiso. Hey, Sean. I'm driving around North Dakota. Unlimited resources up here. Crude oil hit $1.20 today, and I just heard you talk about Joe and the corn and wheat. You're 100% right. Yeah. Two questions. Uh-huh. One, how high do you think oil can go? Follow $200. Why did they kick a nice boy like you off of YouTube? Because I said that this rat bastard with his wrinkled ass and his wet socks stole the election because I watched the movie 2000 Mules, which proves beyond the shadow of a doubt 
The Democrat mafia struck again. They literally were stuffing ballot boxes in all key states. And you know another thing, Tommy G, that I find fascinating? Today, most people aren't talking about it. In Georgia, in the primary election, they hand recounted where the Democrat won, and he fell all the way to third place. Can you believe it? Yeah, you got to love it. I can. You got to love it. You got to love it. The Democrats are the same, whether they're in the city of Chicago, New York, California, or Georgia. Thank you very much, Tommy G. Take the rest of your calls when I get back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. If that's moving up, then I... Oh, the, the, this is the official Illinois song. Moving out. Moving out. This should be Dick Irving, also known as Richard Irving. This should be his campaign song. Because if he gets the nomination, you better get the hell out. Miles, 294. Hey, Sean. I was wondering if you saw the newspaper article about Westinghouse getting the contract for nine nuclear power stations in Ukraine. (laughs) I love that. Probably as successful as Burisma. The story broke eight hours ago. Westinghouse, who is a major contributor to both parties, but major, major to to Biden, um, gets a contract for eight nuclear plants in Ukraine. And it's funny because Ukraine is actually a hub of natural gas and uh, and also oil. And um yeah, they're going to make a killing on this deal. And really Do you remember it's when they sued Walmart on the uh, corrupt foreign practices act for paying off people in Mexico to open their stores? Yeah, but Walmart didn't who got paid off and Walmart uh, played it Ukraine. stupid. See, first you buy the Democrat mafia. You make that. It's like the old gangsters in the old gangster neighborhood. You buy the Democrats, then you can do anything. And then you can do it. Walmart didn't want to do that. They wanted to do business without paying anything other than their onerous taxes. So, um, the U.S. taxpayers are going to pay for those nuclear power stations. Oh, of course you are. And here's the other thing. It was always about selling the liquefied natural gas. This is another thing no one's talking about. The immediate reaction was that, oh, no, 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 our companies will sell you liquefied natural gas to Europe, to Germany, to the rest of it. At the same time, they don't want the Americans to take advantage of our own natural gas. They'd rather ship it abroad. And after all, isn't that all part of that, that uh, old man act from World War I where we can't send the oil to different states? We have to ship it to, to foreign countries first? You know, there's a lot of skullduggery going on, and the good news is, Miles, there's people like you who know about it and read about it. And that's why you'll never vote for a Democrat, I'm a certain of it. And you probably won't vote for 80% of Republicans, which is my philosophy. So I want to thank you for bringing that attention to many people. I forgot to talk about it. I appreciate you. And the reason that I saw it is, on my apps, on my phone, hooked in the news, I get beeped, like text messages. Like how, how, how normal people who have friends and stuff get text messages, I get it with news articles. And I get it all day. And when they really disgust me, like that, which is an obvious benefit of buying a political whore, of paying enough people to steal an election and having enough corrupt power so that people will distract their citizens from it to focus on other things, the whole time you make trillions, not millions and not billions, trillions. And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. And by the way, she's heterosexual. I promise. Uh, Pat Lombard. 
Yeah, Sean, she might be heterosexual, but I called to talk about Duckworth. She's got two opponents, well, nine opponents now here. In the, uh, <laughs> she has nine opponents? Primary. Oh, that's and, uh, great. I kind of wanted to look at, I kind of wanted to look at two of them, Tillman and Hubbard. Have you heard of either one? I interviewed Hubbard. Hubbard's a woman, right? I interviewed Hubbard. I interviewed right. Matt Dubiel. From the Navy. Yes, I interviewed Hubbard okay. and I interviewed Dubiel. Those are the two that I like in that race. Now, granted, it's a race of nine. Here's the real shocking thing about your call, Pat. I didn't realize there were nine Republicans willing to run for office in Illinois, nine real ones. So I, I'd like to get off anybody that takes money from Ken Griffin or is a part of the Irvin ticket, they must be shunned. That's how you vote, as far oh. as I'm concerned. That being said, Pat. Oh, exactly. I mean, Duck. Duckworth is a made candidate. She's been made up just like Barack Obama was and forced upon us here. And, you know, there's got to be some way to push her out. Pat, you know this, brother. You watch. How long have you lived here? How how old are you? 1967. Oh, that's a good year. Me too. And look at what we've seen in in our state. Not to mention, Pat, never forget, the Republican, Jim Thompson, is the one that signed the COLA, cost of living increase. Ogilvie is the one that imposed taxes. On the tolls. Seems Republicans do just as much damage if they're part of the establishment here in Illinois. That's why you don't support them. I will be back, and we will take... uh, I actually have a guest coming up, but that'll be after Fox News. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America... He's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's an interesting thing to watch the pseudo-intellectual spoiled brats advocate for a philosophy they refuse to contribute to. Did you ever notice how the people who promote Socialism and communism and Marxism never give their own money. In fact, they often bribe political whores and powerful people to avoid paying taxes. But they're very comfortable in telling everyone else how they should handle their money. They were very comfortable in supporting a woman who's famous for nothing other than an irritable thigh rash that never went away. So when Hillary Clinton lost in 2016, they were very upset. One of the, or a few of the most vocal were actors so void of personality they need somebody else to write the words they want to say i find that to be upsetting even though i love movies it's an interesting duality i wanted to bring on our next guest mark tapson the 20 dumbest hollywood hate mongers that had to be extremely hard to just get the top 20 mark how did you do it (laughs) Uh, that's a good question you know we actually started out with 25 um and uh I did all the research and all the writing for those 25, and I, I finally went back to my boss, David Horowitz of the David Horowitz Freedom Center, and I said, I think we need to cut this down to 20 because it's such a slog through hatred and anger and profanity. I'm not sure people are going to want to read all the way to the end. So we, we did cut five off because uh, – Trust me when I say that going through these 20 profiles of uh, some of the worst celebrity hate mongers, oh my God, well, not even just the stupidity, although that's uh, difficult enough to slog through, but the, the, the relentless profanity and ugliness and hatred, it's just, um, 
it's kind of overwhelming, but I think it's eye-opening in a, in a positive way because you can really see just how angry these people are, just how full of venom and bile they are for their political opponents. Uh, some of them are just rendered completely inarticulate. Uh, um, <laughs> Robert De Niro, you know, Robert De Niro is a great example. Uh, I mean, here's a guy who's, the, you know, in his 70s, he's been around a while. He's one of our, possibly our most celebrated actor. And uh, he's just been rendered incapable of doing anything but shouting F Trump, F yeah. Trump. You know, he's just, well, he's a he moron. no argument left in him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, ladies, it's, it's just. I will say yeah. I will say this though, and I, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. I didn't mm-hmm. like Trump in the beginning at all. I didn't like Me him either. because he primarily spent the very, very the 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 majority of his life as a Democrat. His friendship mm-hmm. with Bill Clinton is very notable and very uh, provable. You could you could see it throughout the years here in Chicago, Illinois. He's bribed. An alderman that's a two-dollar whore himself, Ed Burke, he's paid off Rahm Emanuel. He's been in and out of the entertainment business, really in it, since The Apprentice and other things. He's mm-hmm. one of them. Why the hatred? Is it just the love of the woman who made uh, 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 Big Thighs look good? I think she set that whole thing off with the Kardashians, didn't she? I think you know. I think what really triggered the left, and you know, whatever you think about Trump, and I, I'm like you. I was very, I was beyond skeptical in the beginning, um, and I, I was very concerned about. Uh, he changed my mind in a lot of ways. Me Not too. entirely. I still have some issues, but uh, overall, I, but uh, to get back to the the point, I think the reason that he triggered the left so hard is because he fought back. Is because unlike a lot of Republican rhinos. Uh, and a lot of just politicians in general, he, he was rough edged. He didn't have that political uh, uh, rhetoric down, you know, where you know how to phrase things carefully so as to be inoffensive. Uh, he gave as good as he got in terms of yeah. uh, taking a lot of criticism from the left. And they, that, they were not used to that. And I think it really triggered them. And also, as you said, he was one of them. I mean, he came out of pop culture also. Uh, he didn't, you know, he hasn't been part of a political machine. He just kind of came out as, came into the scene as an outsider from pop culture. And I, I think they uh, deeply resented that. And then ultimately, the other thing that you have to keep in mind and why he, I, he changed my mind pretty quickly. He made mm-hmm. things better for the people, for the yeah. poor people. Rich people can afford any kind of political mm-hmm. corruption. Poor people cannot. These are the people that supposedly have these these beliefs of altruistic socialism because they care about the poor. Now, you and I both know <laughs> they just want the poor to deliver their sandwiches and cocaine. But the reality is <laughs> society did better. So in the face of this absolute unmitigated political whore, corrupt bastard that they're calling president now, do you think maybe some of them will waver? Or at least the rat Canadians like Jim Carrey. First of all, why does a Canadian say anything? You're lucky we let you live here, fish face, instead of throwing your ass out. Uh, I I think that there are some people waking up. I think there are actually probably a lot of, of people like I used to be. I used to be kind of a... Uh, a, a very unpolitical, or I should say, apolitical uh, Democrat. Uh, many years ago, I oh, just was kind Mark. of what you what what, yeah, what you would me. consider a brain dead. Right? I was not an activist. I wasn't really political. But I, I, I and I lived in a, um, a California bubble, and uh, eventually I woke up. And I think there are a lot of people like that who aren't radicals, 
and they're starting to wake up about uh, you know the actual policy differences uh, between conservative and uh, progressive p- politicians and the impact that they have. I think those people are. I think there are a lot of people that are starting to wake up. You know what is the funniest one? There's a lot of good ones, by the way. I'm looking at a couple of them, but the funniest one to me is the one who is a caricature of a of a. Um, they're called liberal, but they're fascists, and that's Rob oh, Reiner. Absolutely. Rob Reiner became oh, famous yeah. not because of his father, but because he's meathead. And ironically, mm-hmm. if you took some of the virtuous positions he had, ultimately he has that same thing that all Democrats have. Let's turn it over to these mystical, magical entities that are not human beings called government, even though they failed a, a, a million times and are responsible for nearly 200 million deaths. Um, do you think ultimately there's a way to win over those rare few Californians who are, in fact, what I am, a, a liberal from the point of avoiding all fascism and going back to the unalienable rights of the individual? you think there's still a chance after this kind of failure of the Biden administration? Uh, yes, I'm actually very optimistic. I know that there are some conservatives who, who look at what's going on in the culture and in the political realm, and they say, oh, we are screwed. It's over with. America as an experiment is done. But I'm that, that really triggers me, that kind of defeatist attitude. I'm pretty optimistic about things, but I'm also realistic about the fact that it's going to be an uphill battle uh, because the left essentially owns the culture. They now have the political power, too. We'll see what happens at the midterms. Um, but um, it's it's going to be an uphill battle, and we've just got to stay strong and determined and optimistic and fight back. So I'm reading in your top five, and I'm reading just some excerpts of what they said. When, you know, when the Duchess of Chaffington, as I like to call her, lost in a surprise upset. Um, they all have one word that makes me smile and laugh only because I really paid attention to World War II. I was lucky enough to be raised um, by a mo- my mother had four uncles that went to World War II and all came back. So I was very interested as a young kid to read about why we were there. And they all yeah. misuse this term Nazis, Nazis, everything yeah. among Democrats. I don't care where they're from, California or Chicago, is a Nazi, is a Nazi. Do they, mm-hmm. are they unaware that the Nazis are the National Socialist Worker Party? I mean, why, <laughs> are you kidding me? You almost can't make this up. It's, yeah, it's funny. They, they tend to gloss over that part. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're never on the defensive. They never explain themselves. They're always playing offense. And I think that we can take a lesson from that. But yeah, the, the Nazis, of course, are kind of everybody's... Uh, picture of the epitome of evil. And I think these people really do believe that their political opponents, the Republicans or conservatives, are the epitome of evil. Yeah. And so they, that's why they, they resort all the time to that fallback uh, position that, uh, that we're Nazis, that Trump is literally Hitler. Uh, you get that from, as you mentioned, from just about every one of the celebrities in, uh, in that article. Here's the good news, though. The Nazis have had a makeover. Uh, the Ukrainian Azovs seem to be very big with the Democrats. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this will now get catch on as long as they lose their, their SS bolts on their collar. I guess we can put up with it. The, the, I think it's the inconsistency, inconsistency of, of thought that drives me insane mm-hmm. when we talk to these oh, people. Yes. And then when they're yeah. beautiful, the rare, beautiful Democrat, which is like a spotted owl, very hard to find, but share. Come on, man. Cher is number two. You're killing me. Because I, I, I grew up in the 70s when Cher was a sexy son of a gun. Is she really this stupid? 
Uh, yes, I'm afraid so. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yes. Sad to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's, you know, a lot of the, uh, the people in this list are, are older celebrities um, whose careers are beginning to fade somewhat, and this is kind of a way for them to stay relevant and uh, in the public eye is by uh, ranting against their political opponents on social media. So you have people like Cher or Bette Midler, uh, George Takai, who played Sulu on Star Trek. These these people are all, uh, Jane Bond is another, they're getting up there in years, and yeah. uh, they're, a lot of them are just not even performing at all. Um, so this is kind of their way to stay relevant, I guess. And uh, But, the, yeah, the, there's, there's very little logic or reason or uh, any of that in their arguments. It's usually just spewing hateful commentary and... Um, Sort you know, looking for that emotional gut punch that they can influence people with. You know what else? As opposed I'm, to rational argumentation. I'm so surprised that the Democrats, or people in general, are so willing to put up with the kind of Democrat corruption that is commonplace. We saw over the weekend Nancy Pelosi's husband, drunk pig, gets in an accident. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi has a better performance record of trading stocks than Warren Buffett, than anybody in the history of the stock market. She's amassed $500 million in wealth, if you add up her real estate holdings, the winery, the whole nine yards. She's a, the aunt, some relation to any twosome Newsom who appears to be, you know, he should, he should be testing for a movie rather than running for governor. It seems to be you've lived through two years of absolute and total fascism. Have the people had enough, or are the Democrats have a bright future like here in the sewer of Chicago? Uh, I think people are having enough. I think people are getting sick of this. I mean, I think the, the midterms are going to be uh, a tsunami of successes for the right. Um, but we'll see. I mean, there's still a lot of corruption. There's voter fraud to deal with. I mean, uh, I'm I, I'm kind of uh, on uh, the edge of my seat about how the midterms are actually going to turn out. But, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people are sick of the corruption. Even in California, where I live, um, a lot of people are really sick of these pro-crime people like the uh, L.A. Um, uh, District Attorney um, uh, George Gascon or Gavin Newsom and uh, people like that, Nancy Pelosi, they're getting sick of the blatant corruption and the elitism. And uh, so I think even in California, which is pretty much of a, you know, a lock for the blue states, uh, yeah. but it's I think you can see it just uh, on the, the ground level of people who are tired of of this corruption and they're tired of democrat policies that are ruining their lives so hopefully it's uh hopefully the tide is turning and you know mark um the shame of it is it's the most beautiful state in the country if oh, they yes. can ruin that state the the economy itself what they've been able to do is shocking but this last thing you know i was when they threw out the dui of, of, of pelosi's husband he's drunk he gets in a car accident and they throw it out you know it's amazing the amount of political sway and i call it a mafia the democrat party has i mean it's just astonishing i'm hoping the people get sick of being slaves and wake up but the good news is if it can happen to um to a guy like you who grew up there and like you admittedly said in the bubble it can happen to anybody and it's through that awakening Mm -hmm. that we become you know guys like you become the best warriors and advocates for americanism so this is great the new book uh or it it's called the twenty dumbest Hollywood hate mongers. Forgive me. Is this a book or a? Uh... 
it's it's is, actually just a series this, of articles. Right. Yeah, it's a, we've kind of serialized it on this website, frontpagemag.com. Um, so it's uh, we are actually going to produce it as a pamphlet, a kind of a, a thick booklet, but uh, it's not book length. Now, did you happen to stumble? Give me some hope now. Please tell me, like, Scarlett Johansson is not a Democrat. Is there any pretty female Democrat actress that's not a Democrat? Can you give me one? Uh, well, that, that really puts me on the spot. Uh, boy, let me think. All right. Well, listen, you just title um, your next article yeah. <laughs> for the <laughs> radio host in Chicago. There's one beautiful Hollywood <laughs> starlet that isn't a communist sympathizer. I would appreciate that as I appreciate your articles. Uh, Mark Tapson, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. All right, Squirrel, it's payday. You could throw half that check in your gas tank, go for a ride, kid. Live it up, baby. In a Democrat utopia, going for a ride is a luxury. Eduardo Midway. Hey, Sean, thank you for taking my call. Anytime. You know, I was on your screen here. The president, all he does... He, he used to be in Congress, so he should be able to get these bills si- over to his desk so he can sign off. You know, you had this uh, parent and four minors that were killed in uh, Texas uh-huh. by this uh, Mexican mafioso. Uh-huh. I mean, how are they supposed to protect themselves? Oh, wait a minute. You're, you're, you can't talk about that. Don't you talk about the ones that are killed by the cartel. That'll That'll advocate why everybody should have a gun after all the cartel doesn't care what the gun laws are you must talk about what they want you to talk about you talk about the kids that were killed and whatever you do don't point out that the moron cops sat outside for an hour don't point that out you just talk about guns 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 and then whatever you do edwardo i got my bow my bow so i got that at least for backup brother I'm so glad I've been paying attention. You kidding me? When Obama got elected, I'm like, we better get partying now. I got news for you. My hedge inflation is in weapons. Thank you very much, Eduardo. I appreciate it. And uh, that's because I lived on principle. And I remember when we had a a president who stood on principle on very simple issues. You pointed out that police would be so busy arresting handgun owners that they would be unable to protect the people against criminals. It's a nasty truth. But those who seek to inflict harm are not phased by gun control laws. I happen to know this from personal experience. By the way, the Democrats just let out the guy that shot him. In the, in the Democrat circles, he's a hero. John Hinckley. Boy, oh boy, I'd love to meet him in a dark alley. I, uh... You know, I've always felt a special bond with the members of your group. You live by Lincoln's words. Important principles may and must be inflexible. Your philosophy put its trust in people. So you insist on individuals be held responsible for their actions. The NRA believes that America's laws were made to be obeyed and that our constitutional liberties are just as important today as 200 years ago. More important, Ronnie. More important. And as far as laws being enforced... You want to know what the real problem is, morons? 
And we are learning new details this morning about the Chicago police officer shot in West Inglewood earlier this week. A police source telling us the 27-year-old officer will remain in the ICU for the next 7 old. to 10 days. That officer was shot in the head during a traffic stop near 61st and Palina Wednesday. Wait for it. CPD is still searching for the man who pulled the trigger. We've learned the suspect has gun and drug offenses from 2020. Gun and drug from 2020. And peanut head Kim Fox lets him out with the other Democrat rat prosecutors. The judicial system has blood on its hands. That's what they don't want you to know. That's why CBS saves it for the last three seconds. You're cohorts in this corruption, morons. It's the gun. You're the reason I got to have a lot of them. Lots of them. And lots of bullets. Lots. Bill Hinsdale. Hey, Sean. Yes, Bill. How you doing, bud? Splendid. Yeah, I, I work with a guy over in London who, who said, maybe you know or shed some light on it. He said, Boris Johnson, if people come into Europe illegally, he ships them to Uganda, where huh. they where they work for basically nothing. They That'll detour some work. people, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'll detour. I like that. Get your ass no, to I mean, Uganda. So you don't have to be from Uganda. You could be from Pakistan. And, you, and the next thing you know, you wake up in Uganda. Oh, it's like the opposite of being Shanghai. Of course, you wake up in Shanghai yeah, now, right. you're going to get locked in a condo. Do me a favor, Bill. Just make, make everybody feel good about themselves. What are your property taxes in Hinsdale? $39,000. $39,000. That's why Bill's on the phone with somebody from London. Bill probably works about 18 hours a day to give the money to everybody else. Good luck, Bill. You call me when you move to Florida. Thank you. George Barrington, another high taxpayer. Hey, I you know you mentioned uh, Hinckley. Yeah. Not only did he get out, he's an he's now a folk singer. Well, he's, he's as pretty as a, the rest of the Democrat women. He's got a concert this month in Brooklyn, and it's sold out. Are you kidding me? It's I'm sold not out. kidding. You. See, because he is a hero. He is a hero to these rat bastard Democrats. He's in a Brooklyn, hero. The next one is Sirhan Sirhan. They they gave him parole. All Newsom's got to do is give him the okay, and he gets out. I don't know. I wish to God they'd have a Dexter somewhere. Do we have a Dexter? That could clear up the problems in Chicago. Thank you very much, George. Thanks for cheering everybody up. How much time do we have? Let's go to Rich in Indian Head Park. Hi, Rich. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? It's wonderful. Listen, I'm going to change the subject here. I got a question for you. All right. What are the... Uh, LGBT uh, people so proud of that anyone I mean, will have sex with them. Did you take a look at some of these people? I know, but they're I know they're the same people. I mean, they're doctors, nurses, policemen, firemen, lawyers, yeah, politicians. They're, they're all ugly. The only difference is their sexual preference and who they're attracted to. Yeah, and well, we have to. We understand that. We know that they don't have to keep harping on it. Rich and Rich. they and they get a. a, a you're pride, from Indian Head Park, month. right? You're from Indian Head Park. Do you know any guy that you right. grew up with, that you hung around with, that was attracted to a bald woman, balding woman with dark circles under her eyes who looked like Beetlejuice? She didn't have a choice. Lesbian. No kidding. Women are always going to be judged by a different lens. And people of color are always judged by a different lens. That's just the reality. I don't care what lens it is, honey. If it's looking at you, it needs to be cleaned. You make me want to throw up in my mouth. 312-642-5600. Quote, my blank is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest blank in Chicago. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. 
on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. I wonder if they're going to make a movie about Ken Griffin's whore, Richard Irving, the sellout piece of garbage that he is, and how he spends Ken Griffin's money to polish his own miserable, corrupt record while slandering others. That'd be a good movie. You could call it The Rat Bastard from Aurora, financed by the billionaire driving up prostitution prices in Miami. It's a long title, but I think it's a title that works. In the meantime, I watched a movie with a short title, The Most Dangerous Game. It's a remake of a 1932 movie. Uh, It's got a kid in it. I'll tell you what, Liam Hensworth? He's like a young John Wayne kid. It was a very good movie. I truly enjoyed it. And then for documentary, the Bruno San Martino documentary. Now, my grandfather used to watch wrestling when I was in this kid in the 70s. That's when I saw his name. But the story of Bruno San Martino, ravaged by the Nazis in Portofino, Italy. He lived on the hill. It's a fascinating story. Grew up the first nine years of his life surviving and dodging Nazis. I'm very confident saying Bruno San Martino didn't like American Democrats either. A lot of similarities there. Alex, Southside. Hi, Alex. Hello? Yes, you are there. Oh, Sean, yes. Uh, the two movies I have. First, um, despite the fact that two of the exes belong in prison, All right. one for manslaughter, the other for being a pedophile, oh. Glenn Garrett, Glenn Ross. Oh, that was a good movie. It's a great movie. Eh? Steak knife's our second it place. Is. Third place, yes. you get fired. Who am I? Exactly. The guy whose watch right. costs more than your car. Never saw it. Go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. And and um, documentary. I have um, Waco Rules of Engagement. Oh, and I want to thought... see that. That's oh, where Janet Reno, I, I saw, our I... first transgendering official, blew. Correct. You got to watch that because when I saw there was a congressional hearing. And when I saw Chucky, that evil, oh, that yeah. evil putz, yeah. I wanted to shoot my monitor. All right. Well, don't do that. Thank you very much, though, Alex, for the tip. I truly appreciate it. Richie on the road. Hey, Sean, this is Rich. Hey, Rich. Hey. Uh, One of my favorite. And I love, I love your show. Oh, thank yeah, you, Rich. I love your show. It's like, it's like listening to a young, better-looking Martin Levin. Oh, I love. Okay, that's a that's a compliment. I appreciate that. Although I would love to discuss. You know, he, I, I, I really do. I, I, I admire his books. I've re- read every every book he wrote. I just think he's wrong on the Ukraine position. But for a later, that would be an interesting debate. But thank you for the compliment. Okay, so for the movie, I saw this last weekend. Uh, it's uh, last the classics. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Paul, Paul Newman. Newman. You just saw it's, this last uh, weekend for the first time. It's Cool Hand oh, Luke, baby. Cool Hand Luke. No, I, no, I just love the movie. But wait a minute. Know, that's the and, first uh, time you saw it, Rich? That's the first time you saw that movie? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. Okay, good. No, 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 no. Just saw, just saw it last week for the first time in a while. But every nine-year-old boy. It's, it's a class. Every nine-year-old boy should see Sweet Lucille washing a car. Oh, that's the scene. You got that right. Oh, boy. That'll, I'll tell you what. One, that'll one, fix society. You put a bunch of nine-year-old boys in front of Cool Hand Luke. Maybe we could stop having these guys looking for miniskirts. All right, what else you got for a documentary? 
Well, the one thing that I've thought about, too, is the fact that we need to bring back the chain gang. Oh, I like that. Forget releasing these people, doing nothing, you know. You uh, sell it as infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, you do a little infrastructure. But how how are you going to get Kim Fox and the rest of the Democrats who are backed by the mafia boss, (laughs) George Soros, to prosecute these criminals when they prefer they're back out on the street shooting cops and other people? I mean, that is clearly what they what they um, prefer, that's going to be a good movie in the future. The Collapse of America, How the Democrats Wrecked the Only Country Built in Freedom. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. Stay safe on the road. It's very dangerous. Mark and Oak Lawn. Come on, Mark. I gave you a hell of an intro. How you doing, Sean? Very good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, you know what? Your show, you know, it's it's like talking to someone... uh, you're like having dinner with someone, and you're just talking across to them, and uh, you know you you really are. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm giving you a, you're, you're a remarkable guy. Oh, I mean, I talk to you about my friends. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really I really enjoy watching your show. Thank you know, you. I was going to say in honor of uh, uh, the Gipper uh, Reagan and and Hinckley getting out. Uh, you know, I've watched the movie. It's okay, but uh, uh, Newt Rockney, All American, and and but I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. When when Reagan died, uh, he Nancy Reagan did not want any of the Bushes to go to the wake. The Bushes are the and, worst uh, people on the planet. They're the most corrupt. Yeah. Did you ever see how W. Bush was involved with that piece of garbage from Enron? He called him Kenny Boy. Did you ever know that? You know the corruption that goes that. back goes back with the George Bush, his father, the kids. You're going to hear from this other idiot, George P. Bush, the P's for pansy as far as I'm concerned. But the reality yeah. is they're not going anywhere. They want a corrupt system, and that's why they're so tight with Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. You know, old man Bush said he was like his adopted son. They are such scum. And somebody figure out, how did they go from Kenny Bunkport, Maine, into the oil business? You think it was the CIA? You know, a lot of questions yeah, to be asked. So? Oh, come on. Hey, Sean, he how ran do I get the a CIA t-shirt? when they were setting up the organized crime syndicate yeah. of big oil? Yeah. He was neck Back deep in, the in 60s. it. And then look at the Back two the boats 60s. that were involved in the Bay of Pigs. Look at look at what's going on. He was as crooked as Grand Avenue his entire life. And it stems from his, his old man, Prescott Bush, Prescott. who made Joe Kennedy look yeah. like an altar boy. And he was a rat so, himself. But go ahead. Ah. Uh, Hey, how do I get a, a T-shirt or a sweatshirt? And I want to pay for it because I just want to promote your show. Oh, I dude, I love that. You got to go to AM560, right? Where does it go? 560theanswer.com. And I want you to just know this when you're when you're helping ever, uh, you know, out the, the system here. I am outselling right. Dan Proft. I'm very proud of that, and I cannot wait to rub it in. Thank you very much, though, Mark. Appreciate hey, it. Have a good weekend. You too, brother. Yeah. Uh, James Schomburg. Hey. John, great show as usual. Thank you, brother. Uh, one of my thoughts was uh, I'm sure Beetlejuice is uh, more concerned about the vaccination status of that 27-year-old police officer rather than the bullet in her brain. Isn't that just tragic? In fact, it's that's going to be your movie it choice. It's going to be your movie choice, Beetlejuice, because well, the resemblance is, is uncanny. The, I would say in honor of you know June 6th coming up, mm-hmm. Kelly's Heroes. Ooh, good call. Good call. And, Great, and uh, in uh, honor of Johnny Depp's win, yeah, I would say returning to, returning to Neverland. Oh, it was good pick. what uh, 
I'm a fantastic, underrated show. Showed him with the real acting chops you didn't think he had. I like it, James. Thank you very much for the call. And remember, no matter how bad of a day you're having, you are not Lori Lightfoot's gynecologist. I'll be back after this to take the rest of your calls. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. All right. Another great song. I'm changing my movie for you. I had watched it earlier when I got off the plane. Let It Ride with Richard Dreyfus. I had an uncle who used to love the track. Take me in. Put the sun to the track all the time. Let It Ride with Richard Dreyfus. You will laugh for a day. And doesn't everybody need to laugh? You have to laugh a little bit. And you can always feel good about yourself by remembering you are not Lori Lightfoot's gynecologist. John in Villa Park. Hey, Sean, I got two for you. One is a documentary called The Many Lives of Nick Bonacani. Have you heard of him? I, is this the one about his son where it talks about his son and how he was paralyzed? Because I saw that. I thought it was a documentary. Is that it the is one? Documentary. Is that uh, is that the one that talks about his son, really who's a hell of an athlete himself? Yes, he, and then Nick kind of reinvents himself and focuses. Yes, on yes, that's a great, great documentary. Yes, go ahead. And then your other one. We got a terrible. Hello? We got a terrible connection, kid. Twenty Ninth Street. Uh, John, you got about thirty seconds. I got to do the national anthem, buddy. Hey, Kelly's Heroes. Excellent. Uh, Bob Lockport, real quick. Uh, brute Force with Burt Lancaster. One of my favorites. That was a, there's a guy. A lot of kids should watch Burt Lancaster. All right. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Documentary, Hating Breitbart. Hating Breitbart. Didn't see it. What's about your movie? Or, or what's your other show? Uh, the other thing, it's a series called Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Love Peaky Blinders. The thing is, look into the original. They were just as badass. It's unbelievable. All right. Thank you guys very much. Thank everyone for listening, everyone for calling. I want everybody to have a good weekend. Um, so do something fun. Watch a good movie. Let it ride. You will laugh. It'll be fantastic. Stay in a good mood. Stay positive. It's going to be hard because we're wallowing in the quagmire of Democrat economics. However, we'll come out of it. We're Americans, damn it. We need to remind ourselves of that from now, from time to time. Oh, say can you see?
Have a good weekend, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.